Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. Go to your App Store, Google Play Store, download the Odyssey app, look for WILK News Radio, hit favorites, get us anytime, anywhere. Go back up to three days to listen, pick out your chapters you want to listen to, or you can listen live. It's always good. It's 309. Here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 42 degrees and raining. It is snowing up in the northern tier. When I left this morning, it was coming down pretty good. There were some whiteout conditions at time. We got anywhere from two to three inches on my driveway in a matter of an hour and a half. So it was coming down pretty good. But you go down into valleys, Clark Summit area, Dixon City, Scranton, you know, the valley, there was just rain there. So uh, hopefully it stays that way. There are some flooding areas across. So be careful, hydroplaning and such like that. Make sure it's a good time to have good... Uh, Good tires on your car. Just drive carefully. It was interesting. On my way down to the studio today, I was on 81, somewhere between uh, Dixon City and uh, Clark Summit, coming south. And uh, there was someone in the right-hand lane. They had their blinkers on, their hazards. And they were doing about 45 miles an hour, which, which is the low end of what you're supposed to be doing on the highway. But I understand it was raining pretty good. They had a smaller car. And I went to the left lane to pass, and I was only doing like 56 miles an hour, and I believe it's a 60 there. You know, I went to pass and didn't think much of it. You know, it was a slower car in the right-hand lane. I was behind for a while, and I said, all right, let me go around. And as I passed, I looked over, and there's a gentleman on his phone texting or doing whatever on his phone. I shouldn't say texting. I don't know what he was doing on his phone, but he had... The phone between the steering wheel, and he was doing something on his phone as he was driving. So listen, if you want to drive cautiously and have your hazards on and drive 45 in the right-hand lane, I have no problem with that. You drive the way you want to drive safely so you can get to your destination. But when you're on your phone doing something, playing a game, texting, making an appointment, writing a text, I I don't know what you were doing. But you were on your phone. and You weren't talking on your phone. You were holding your phone with both hands and using your fingers to drive your steering wheel. Both thumbs were on your phone. Aggravated me a little bit. But, you know, I was passing. Not my problem anymore. Somebody else's problem behind. But it's somebody's problem if, he, if something goes wrong. So don't do that. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs. And Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, we, we have the breaking news today on Secretary of Defense Austin's condition. Now, we, we know why he was in the hospital on December 22nd and returned back on January 1st. Um, I'll read to you the uh, chief surgeons, his medical doctor's statement today from the Walter Reed Medical Center, which is a military hospital. Dr. John Maddox, Trauma Medical Director, and Dr. Gregory Chestnut, Center of Prostate Disease Research of the Mirtha Cancer Center Director at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, Bethesda, Maryland, provided the following statement today regarding Secretary of Defense Lloyd J. Austin III's medical care. As part of Secretary Austin's routine recommended health screening, he has undergone regular prostate-specific antigen surveillance, PSAs, Any male, usually over 50, gets it. It's a normal routine check to to monitor your levels to see if you're showing signs of having different types of cancer, but PSAs are for prostate cancer. 
Changes in his laboratory evaluation in early December 2023 identified prostate cancer, which required treatment. On December 22, 2023, after consultation with his medical team, he was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and underwent a minimally invasive surgical procedure called a prostatectomy to treat and cure prostate cancer. He was under general anesthesia during this procedure. Secretary Austin recovered uneventfully from his surgery and returned home the next morning. His prostate cancer was detected early and his prognosis is excellent. On January 1st, 2024, Secretary Austin was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center with complications from the December 22nd procedure, including nausea with severe abdominal hip and leg pain. Initial evaluation revealed a urinary tract infection. On January 2nd, the decision was made to transfer him to ICU for close monitoring at a higher level of care. Further evaluation revealed abdominal fluid collections impairing the function of his small intestine. This resulted in the backup of his intestinal contents, which was treated by placing a tube through his nose to drain his stomach. The abdominal fluid collections were drained by non-surgical drain placement. He has uh, progressed steadily throughout his stay. His infection has cleared. He continues to make progress, and we anticipate a full recovery, although this can be a slow process. During this stay, Secretary Austin never lost consciousness and never underwent general anesthesia. Well, he never went underwent general anesthesia for the second part of that. He did go under that for the prostatectomy. So that's the statement now. It's out why he was being treated, which I, I wish the Secretary of Defense full recovery. I hope he gets better. That does not negate the fact that standard operating procedures were not followed during his, his, him, his MIA, his missing, his being AWOL. He uh, obviously knew this was ongoing. It was an uh, elected procedure, meaning he talked with his doctors and decided, yes, on December 22nd, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go under anesthesia. It's a very routine operation, I know. And uh, have his prostate removed. Notification should have been made that the Secretary of Defense was going to be under general anesthesia, was going to be out of commission for at least 24 hours. Now, the Dep Deputy Secretary of Defense, who was vacationing in Puerto Rico, was notified that she would be taking some of the duties of the Secretary of Defense, but she was not told why. And she wasn't told till later. The chief of, chief of staff for the Pentagon was also out sick with the flu, and that's what they started at first to blame why notifications weren't made. Well, I'm sorry. The Secretary of Defense could easily pick up the phone and call anyone at the White House and say, hey, this is what they found. This is the date. This is what's going on. Didn't do that. That was not done. During the time that Secretary Austin was missing, was unaccounted for. The Deputy Secretary of Defense had limited duties assigned to her, was on vacation in Puerto Rico, and you had the Pentagon Chief of Staff out sick with the flu. U.S. forces were attacked 11 times in the Middle East. That's right, 11 times. So again, this has nothing to do with his condition. I wish him the best. Wish him no ill will. Hopefully he, he has a full recovery. It looks like, you know, this was an infection. Something happened, build up a fluid. Hopefully nothing major. It doesn't seem like by their statement it is. But 
we cannot have this in the nuclear chain of command. We cannot have this in the Secretary of Defense who answers to the president. That dialogue needs to be done. Now, if it's his liaison at the White House that's contacted, that notifies the proper channels that be at the White House, that's fine. I understand the need to keep this confidential, keep it quiet. You don't want our enemies around the world knowing the Secretary of Defense is out of commission. That does not negate the standard operating procedures for making these notifications, which is why many members, both Democrats and Republicans, are furious. Now, you've already had the Secretary of Defense come out and say he has no plans on resigning. And you also had the president, this administration, come out and say they have no plans on asking for his resignation. Uh, what has changed, because the the call for investigations is coming from both sides of the aisle, it's coming from everywhere, it's coming from the military community, it's coming from anyone who's served in politics in Washington, that there needs to be clarification here that there is going to be an investigation launched on where this broke down. And it's as simple as, who's running the show? If... The Secretary of Defense didn't think it necessary to notify the commander-in-chief that he was having a prostatectomy and was going to be out for 24 hours and be recovery, but he'd be in contact and be available to do his duties from his bed side, which, it, you know, he's not out fighting wars. He, he's, he's directing people. He's making decisions. He could do that from anywhere. But the fact that he didn't feel it necessary to notify his commander-in-chief, who's really running things? And you have to also, we touched on this when we had Kirk Slichter on, that we struck a militia leader from Iran in Iraq during this time, while this happened, on the 4th. And that's when it came to light that the Secretary of Defense was missing. So did the president look to say, hey, we just killed this guy in Iraq. He's an Iranian national. He's the head of a militia. Uh, what's SecDef's take on this? And were questions starting to be asked, going, um, well, we don't know where he is right now. And then it came out that day that he was missing. So something happened that day. That's a day we took action, military action, a military strike, that there could have been rules of engagement in place for the CENTCOM commander on scene, the on-scene commander in the Middle East, to say, we identify this guy. We know who he is. It's uh, minimal collateral damage. We could take him out. He might have had that authority. But you'd think that this would want to go all the way up the chain of command to let the White House, the Secretary of State, um, and other people know that, hey, this is going to go on, so just so you're prepared if you start getting questions, because one of the first calls that usually goes out when something like this happens is to the Secretary of State. If the president didn't know, I'm sure the Secretary of State didn't know. So that's the update just came out as I was walking in the studio today of uh, why he was in the hospital. They tried to go with it was a you know, per personal reason, which cancer is a personal issue. But when you're the Secretary of Defense, um, to your superiors, not so much. I mean, if, if I'm out for more than three days here at work, I have to bring a note from my doctor saying why I was out and that I could, I'm okay to return. Um, a lot of places are like that. A lot of places where you go, where you work, day in and day out, which has none of the responsibility of the Secretary of Defense, not a hundredth of percent, and that includes me, you just can't disappear and not tell anybody where you are for four days. Just not going to happen. You, your boss wouldn't tolerate it. 
Your husband or wife wouldn't tolerate it. Your family wouldn't tolerate it. Um, school wouldn't tolerate it. They'd send the police to your house. If you were a high school student, they'd send the police to your house saying, where are you? Oh, where are you? You've been missing for too many days. So uh, that's the updated information there. So we will see as we uh, move on. Given that he's the other half of the National Command Authority, both nuclear and conventional use of forces, it's very bad they didn't notify anyone. Coming from the Navy guy. Absolutely, Navy guy. Absolutely. That's what I've been saying. Someone needs answers. And first and foremost, it's the American people because they have an assigned duty to uh, uphold the chain of command and protect America. And it looks like something went wrong there. Standard operating procedures weren't followed. And hopefully we get answers and not just the stone wall. It seems more and more comes out each day because they don't, they know this isn't going away. And if they were upfront with this from the beginning, it might've gone away in 24, 48 hours, but now we're going on a week. And I think it's going to go longer because I think there is going to be congressional hearings on this here because it's not, Something minor. This is major, especially when there's two wars going on. You have China knocking on the door in Taiwan. We are being, like I said, we were attacked 11 times. U.S. forces were attacked 11 times during the time he was MIA. That is unacceptable. It's 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this. That's the song, Jake. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 325, 42 degrees with some light rain outside. Well, got a, got a couple of text messages on the, the guy driving 45 in the right-hand lane and, and on his phone. It says, uh, why would you be mad at that guy? You just got done saying he wasn't driving badly at all. You passed him and you got mad because he had a phone in his hands. That's a you problem. If you couldn't see inside the car, you wouldn't have been you would have been fine with the entire situation. So it is on you, not him. Well, don't use mad. Like I didn't get mad like yelling at the guy. It's just you don't think he's causing a, a possibility of danger to himself and others around him being on the phone. I mean, there's a reason why there's no texting and driving laws. Again, nothing major. It's just if you're going to drive 45 with your hazards on, you really shouldn't be on the phone. Uh, if you're that slow and need your hazards to warn others that there's a hazardous condition, you increasing that by being on your phone is is probably not the best wise thing. But mad is probably a bad choice in my thing. It's just one of those shake your head moments probably. But if you think it's really a me problem that he was on his phone, hopefully you or your loved ones is never around someone like that. Someone also asked, is he still in Walter Reed Hospital? Yes, he is. He's still recovering in the hospital. They say he's doing fine. I'm sure he'll be there for a little longer. Um, somebody said, uh, just, just pretty much what I said. And this is coming from Navy guy who I know knows what he's talking about. Maybe that's how he found out he was missing when they needed him in the COC to order the strike. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm told on pretty good authority that the on-scene commander, which would have been the, the commanding officer of CENTCOM, had the authority to take this asset out if the conditions were optimal. Uh, I believe that's what they were, so they did. Um, but we don't know. Uh, I'm guessing uh, the people who told me are taking educated guesses as well. So it's something to uh, – and somebody said, yeah, kids cannot skip school. You beat me to it, Wendy. So uh, – 
Body Shop guy said, I'm a huge fan of bad drivers. Yeah, but bad drivers at slow speeds, not on a highway. So uh, we'll see there. Well, it looks like the uh, National Park Service has retracted its proposal to take down the statue of William Penn in Philadelphia Historical Site as part of the renovation. That touched off a torrent of criticism over the legacy. What's funny now is you have all sorts of, you have the, the Republican leader of the House in Harrisburg taking credit for it. You have the governor saying his people were in contact with Joe Biden, with the Biden administration and took care of this. Don't worry about it, Pennsylvania. Shapiro's got it. Uh, that's absolutely not the case for either of them. The outcry was way more than they expected. And, of course, they came back with, oh, the, the, the notification that went out saying it would be replaced to make it a more welcoming, that was a, a, that was a preview. It wasn't vetted properly. That was an early in the, the making notification that wasn't sent through the proper channels. And, you know, that's not going to happen. We're not going to do this. And, and again, um, uh, we talked about it yesterday, but it is what it is. But the, it's, the statue is going to stay. The William Penn statue in uh, Philadelphia, in Welcome Park, I think it's called. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. Rob, Mike from Plains, cell phone usage is a distraction and causes many accidents involving deaths. There should be a law and a huge fine for it. <laughs> there is. <laughs> the texting while driving is... Uh, is a law, and for a reason. And again, I mean, there are times that people use their phones. There are times, I mean, it's it's amazing when the laws first went into effect, and then we all had GPSs, and we got rid of the car-mounted GPSs. The GPSs were on our phone, and says, well, I wasn't on the phone or texting. I was I was following my GPS. And then you had to pull your data to see what exactly app you were using when you were pulled over in question. I, I know people who fought this in New York, and actually it's it's a huge fine in New York. I don't know what it is here. I've never been stopped for it, never been penalized for it. But I know in New York, I know a couple friends coming back from fishing at the Finger Lakes and the Great Lakes, uh, they got whacked pretty hard for having their phone. They used to sit at the exits. There's Giles and Archibald says, uh, the integrity has been breached. Uh, all due respect, he needs to step down. Service personnel in line old times. No room for any slack here on uh, this incident. Giles and Archibald. It, it is a serious incident, especially in a time we're in now. And the fact that they weren't forthcoming when it came out, they tried to slow roll it. They tried to steamroll it. They tried to divert attention. And I think when they figured out it wasn't going away, and today probably was, was the icing on the cake where they said, hey, we're going to have to just get out in front of this. Uh, and, and they're leading with the, the prostate cancer revelation. And I, I saw some pundits saying, you know, that's an attempt to gather sympathy for the Secretary of Defense. And I do. I wish him a full recovery. I hope he has no lasting effects from this. If they caught it early enough, a prostatectomy is, is one of the best things they can do. It's gone and done with. Hopefully didn't spread if it was caught early enough. That's why these PSAs and these blood tests are are um, very important. I get them all the time. I, I lost my dad to colon cancer at uh, the age of 59. So I've been getting colonoscopies and these blood tests since I was 40 because I'm at high risk. It is hereditary. So between the CSAs and the PSA blood works, and there's a ton of spectrum blood works you can get uh, to give you those early warning signs, plus the things like colonoscopies and, and all the other things. 
thanks to 9-11, I have to get an endoscope, endoscope or every now and then to check, you know, my throat for everything we breathed in and uh, swallowed that, those days. So it's, it's been a fun ride for me. But if, if you're at high risk, make sure you get tested. Like I said, I have two brothers, and I think I'm the only one who's gotten colonoscopies, and we're all over 40. So uh, it's, uh, it's your health, so take care of it. So I wish him the best in that respect, but we, we do need to find out the facts here when it comes to something like this. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Uh, it's 3.38. Hmm, let's see outside. 43 degrees with some rain outside. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, L from Wayne County on texting and driving. L. Hi, how are you doing, Rob? All right. Well, in the city of Wilkesbury, it was around probably between the 70s and 80s. They made an ordinance in the city of Wilkesbury not to be on your cell phone. So there is a cell phone ordinance in the city of Wilkesbury. Now, there's other towns that added that on individually. You would have to check with each individual town to see if they have an ordinance about cell phones. And if they do, you actually probably could be pulled over and fined if they do. So just because it maybe didn't happen to you yet doesn't mean it won't happen to you. And with all the accidents these people cause because of the cell phones, they need to be enforced because people just don't care. They don't pay attention when they're driving, running stop signs, running red lights, not stopping at a right to go red, turn right on red after you stop. It's not you just keep going. Uh, A lot of people aren't even stopping. So, you know – People are taking chances with the laws, and it's going to come down to a point where they're going to start fining. And I can't wait until they do because then it's going to hit the people that aren't obeying the the traffic rules and regulations. And they are causing an awful lot of accidents, and that's why your car insurance has probably gone up. So people better be aware of what they're doing. And another thing, you need to use your blinkers. That's why they're on the car to belong. They're there for a purpose for you to use. So the other person that is facing you or is on the side of you knows what you're doing. It is a rule, and it, it, it was it's actually in your driver's ed book when you're trying to pass your test. So you need you need to obey the the rules. And it doesn't matter what town or county or, or, or city you're in here in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania itself has a distracted driving law, which bans texting or you, prohibits the primary off, um, primary offense as the primary offense of a, any driver from using or interacting with wireless communications device to send, read, or write text-based communications on his or her vehicle while it's in motion. So it's a state law anywhere in the state. So it really doesn't matter where you are. I know some some areas can make it more strict. Um, but the, the entire state has a distracted driving law. Well, good. I, I, I thought there might be, but I knew you would probably look that up for me to, to let me know. And then um, also with Austin, they, they're not being honest with the American people yet again. And they're, they're trying to cover up. They're always trying to cover up and throw it under the carpet. And we're, we're really tired of it. I know I am. I've been tired of it since he, the day one of him going into office. I'm tired of all the lies he's told. 
being in the top. He said he was in the top third of his class, and he actually was in the bottom third of his class. Well, guess what? I was close to the top part of my class, <laughs> the top third of my class. So he needs to start telling the truth at some point. And one more thing. The American Red Cross is very low on blood. They're not allowing some heart uh, work surgeries because they're so low on, and they're deciding who's going to get their surgery and who's not. So everybody that can get out there and donate, please do it because they're very critically low, they said. Yeah, I just got a texture, and it says the cell phone ban in Wilkesbury was declared illegal. The ban is not in the purview of PA municipalities. That's coming from Joe in Wilkesbury, but there is a state law that covers the entire state. So um, I, I I didn't hear that, but I'm taking Joe's word for it. It seems like he's informed, uh, and I could see uh, if if the state already has a law that says such. You know, why would municipalities have to d- double down on that for something? But well, th- there, there is a state law for detector driving. Yeah, so it covers everybody yeah, in the state. There was an ordinance in the city of Wilkesbury. It, it, it started in the 70s or 80s, and I was told. Well, in the in 70s or 80s, there were no going, cell phones. Well, it was it was a, it's been an ordinance for a long, long time. I, I'm just saying it was in between the 70s and 80s. I'm not sure when that ordinance actually went into place, but I was told in 22 it, that ordinance was still on the books. So I don't know what he was looking up to look that up for the ordinance that yeah. I was Well, there's a distracted there. driving that specifically targets cell phone, and it's a Pennsylvania law for the entire Commonwealth. El, thanks That's for it. checking in and giving you information. Thank Hopefully we clarify it for a few things. Thanks so much. No problem. Have a great Bye-bye. day. It's uh, 343 here at WILK. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on the WILK News Radio. It's 346, 43 degrees and raining outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Um, let me go to the phone. We have uh, Wayne from Einan on Austin. Wayne. How are you, Ab? On this beautiful Pennsylvania day. <laughs> okay, that's good, it for, is, good for a duck, maybe. <laughs> that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah, my, my comment on uh, Austin was, you remember how they used to beat up on Trump every morning when they had a security meeting? Every morning they have one between the FBI Okay, the DOJ, Secretary of Defense, and the, uh, the, some representative of the secretary, uh, a couple other secretaries that were involved, okay, and they used to beat up on him when he didn't make it. So I don't buy any of this because they were meeting like this every morning. So I don't understand how someone wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, you would think in the, the classified intelligence briefing that the president gets, there would be a little right. note in there saying, hey, the Secretary of Defense is out of commission today. He's getting a prostate surgery. Right, you would think that. Or somebody from his, his cabinet which should have been there. Because well, they used to beat up on Trump when he didn't show up. They, they brought that <laughs> Not up. Not that I'm backing Trump yeah, or they, anything they like brought that. that up, they brought that up during one of the newscasts uh, the, the past couple of days. Biden hasn't had a, a, a cabinet meeting in a, quite a long time. And they said that could right. be one of the reasons that why this isn't going on. But uh, I don't know the date, but they it was it was it was before the holidays, I believe. So so he sometime early November, October, maybe. But they said that he hasn't had a, a cabinet meeting in quite some time. Right. Yes. But I'm just saying that uh, they have a meeting every morning. I mean, the security councils 
Okay, between yeah, that's, that's why there's Pentagon saying. liaisons attached to the right, president. Yeah. He drew, he goes right. with them. He carries the football with with him. He right. he's his military liaison. He's his attaché. He he's his direct link yeah. to the Secretary of Defense. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how Biden didn't know about this. Is what I mean. Well, how the, about that was like a mission impossible. He was purposely or not told. The, so we have to start y- thinking yeah. who's really in charge. <laughs> yeah, who, that's what I meant. That's what I was going to say next. Okay, if he wasn't told. Then who is in charge, you know, of this country? You know, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not backing Trump. I'm not a Trump lover. I'm not a Trump hater. But you know, come on, <laughs> something's wrong in this administration. I mean, nothing but nothing. Fo- nobody knows what the heck they're doing. People in places, and I mean, they're put in place in in some administration points. Okay, uh, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Transportation. None of them ever had any experience in any of them. Maybe Austin has in defense, but other than that, none of them had any experience in the field they're in. Well, even Austin, knowing people who have served with Austin, and and I had some of the military experts on last week who said he served at the time where nothing went wrong. So it's not that he was an outstanding leader. It's not that he was, you know, had the the wherewithal of a military commander. He just served at a time where everything was okay, a peacetime, where there was nothing going on. So, hey, why not promote him? Because everything went good while he was there. He wasn't called on to do anything, didn't have to take any drastic actions, didn't have to make any life or death decisions. So now here he is, the Secretary of Defense, and we've seen what's happened. Over 158 attacks on our military since October 7th, and we've barely responded. That's our Secretary's defense legacy right now. It's not not good. No, it's not. Up against the Bloomberg, Wayne. Thanks for checking in. Thank you, buddy. You have a good day, buddy. Thank you. Time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 43 degrees. It says light rain now, but uh, that subject, I guess, it's uh, 353 here at WILK. Well, the initial U.S. employment reports overstated by f- almost half a million jobs in 2023. 11 out of the last 12 job reports under the Biden administration were inflated and had to be reduced. And right now, by half a million jobs in 2023. Now, it's not unheard of that these numbers need to be revised, but it is unheard of that it needs to happen so frequently, 11 times in a 12-month period. This is 8.7 million Americans, a record high, hold multiple jobs to make ends meet. And when they break the numbers down, less people have full-time jobs, more people have multiple part-time jobs. Uh, So when you start looking through the numbers, and again, it's a shame we need to do this. It's truly a shame that this needs to be the way. And I'm working on something for tomorrow. I I had a couple of interviews today, so I couldn't get it together today. If you uh, didn't catch me today and you get Sirius XM Patriot Radio, I was on the David Webb show at 10.03 this morning for about 15 minutes. Uh, You could check out that interview if you have Sirius XM Patriot Radio. Uh, on the app or whatever, you can go back and rewind that. And I was also on Carl Jackson's uh, show on Salem Media today. So, But tomorrow I'm working on something to, to that doesn't get into job numbers but goes into the manipulation of data, how people use numbers to lie to you and use it. And not only do they use it, but an organization use it. And I'm going to highlight this tomorrow. I really wanted to get it today. It's going to be a feature tomorrow. Um 
an organization that's that's touts themselves as being reputable comes up with this data point, comes up with this information, very in-depth, very complete. And then industries like CNN, the media, the Washington Post, um, the Guardian, uh, the, the, a bunch of them come out and use that data and point to that during their their um, stance. They say, look, see, we told you that this is a problem. Look at the data that such and such an agency just published today. And they present it to you, and people read that on CNN, on the, in the Washington Post, uh, on these, these, from these organization websites, and other agencies pick it up. And they go, oh my God! I don't be- look. Look how in- look how much danger we're in. Look, look at how bad we're doing. Look at how good we're doing. I mean, it doesn't matter. It depends on the take, the angle of what the story is. But I'm going to highlight some of that tomorrow to show you exactly what they're doing to you, what mainstream media and people who have an agenda push to you. And and this is one of them. This is a start of that. Now tomorrow is not about jobs. It's more about public safety. But here. 11 out of the last 12 job reports. You know, every month they come out, we get calls here from certain callers. Oh, look how good things are going. The economy's doing good. And I say, yeah, the economy's doing less worse because we're still not where we were as far as things go. Yes, gas prices, the the White House just today said gas prices are under $3 a gallon in most of the U.S. Yeah, but they were half that in 2019. Now, a lot's happened since then. I get that. But don't make it seem like you've invented gasoline because they're finally down below $3 a gallon. Uh, if you didn't sell off our strategic reserves, if you let us do the, the oil production and gas production that we could here at home, we'd be in a lot better situation. We could dictate terms to the Middle East, to Russia and all these other places. But... Here you go with these jobs. And then when they start to dissect them even more, it shows that full-time jobs aren't the driver of these jobs. First of all, most of the jobs created during the Biden administration are jobs in government. So, yes, they have an interest to sustain themselves. That's what that perpetual cycle is. That's why these certain unions gravitate towards the Democrats to keep that propelling going. But half a million in 2023, 439,000 to be exact, so I don't get uh, told I'm misleading people. 439,000 jobs were overstated in 2023. 11 out of 12 months, 11 out of 12 job reports had to be reduced after they were put out to the American public telling us how good things were. Now, of course, they just continue with that mantra. Hey, 12 months of increased job production, we're doing great. They don't say, oh, yeah, 12 months of increased job production, but we had to downsize each of those months because they were inaccurate. So uh, it's unfortunate we have to dig. Most of us don't have the time to dig into this information. And it says the Federal Reserve Bank in December of 2022 also raised eyebrows when its algorithms predicted the Bureau of Labor Statistics had overreported job growth by 1.1 million in the second quarter of that year. So there's a lot of uh, inflated numbers going around. And then, you know, the next month or a month later, uh, yeah, we have to correct that because it really wasn't that accurate.
So uh, it's unfortunate because most of us don't have the time to dig through this kind of thing. I try and keep up with it as best I can to bring it to you. And uh, again, look for tomorrow. I'm going to give you a, a small glimpse into what they do to you to rile you up, to try and portray the way things are when they're really not. And that's going to be tomorrow. So you don't want to miss that. It's coming up on the four o'clock hour here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show.